welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net. great to see those photos and uh, see what the opportunities are and where the church is going. Um, photos you know, give us obviously a vision, something to see and you can see what we have done and uh, I love the term vision builders, our series for the moment. Thanks guys, great job. Vision builders because we build with vision, we build with, with what we see. We don't just see in the natural, the physical building of the church, or that's a lot of our focus, but it's what comes out of this. I was talking to a lady a few weeks back, and she was being critical of some churches that had big buildings, and uh, she, she just didn't quite understand, and I, I just said, well, it's not all that you see. You know, I think some of those churches pretty much sponsor African nations. They do a lot of work that is, is unseen, and so we... As the church, we fix our eyes, we look to what is unseen and we build from that platform, that foundation of Jesus, of what is not seen. In the realm of the spirit is where we're called to build and comes out in a practical way. You know, all of us, all of us have the DNA, have the makings of some, someone who builds something and you will find that you will build something. You will. You might build a family. You might build a house. You might build a career. You might build some attitudes. You might build a garden. You might build a boat. Pastor John, who was here the other week, talked about he's building a boat. You're going to build something. Why are you going to build something? Because I'll tell you this. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He started as the master builder then. And it says in the beginning that we are created, we're created in his image and in his likeness to be like him. So whether you realize it or not, with whatever you do, you're going to build. You're going to build and you might just build a little bit. You might build a big, something big. Whatever you build, you're going to build. And it's so important that we line ourselves up to build something that's going to last. To build something, not just for here and now, but build something for eternity. And that's what we are on about is building. So we have this DNA of, of being a builder. And then the other thing is vision builders, vision. We have a vision of, of why, why we're here. And I love those photos. And, and I think back to some of those memories. Like so as my daughter was in one of those photos. And, and, uh, and if I think back to some of those trips and you know, Chris mentioned Thailand and to see and, and, and have that vision, we, you know, I, I just think back to to when I first went on a trip and it was over to Mexico and we built a house and we built a church over there and when we were there we, we worked with a pastor, a Mexican pastor, we worked with some American pastors supporting Mexican pastors to build in the community and, and, it, and it really impacted me at the time um, and I'd just come to Christ and when I came back I, I just was like what do I do now? What do I do now? And all I could get from God was, well, I want you to go to church. And when I went to church, all I saw was, was Chris preaching, 
pretty much. And then talking about we're going to have a building one day. We're going to, and I, I felt in my heart back then to connect myself to this vision of what we were going to build because I saw when I was in Mexico that it wasn't just about the building. It was all about the people. It was all about what, what they were doing. And, and they were worshipping God and they were preaching the gospel in a very poor community and they were providing needs in that community. But I, I caught that vision very early on. And when I came back and I saw this other vision, I was like, this is what I'm going to connect myself to. And it's the vision of who Jesus is at the end of the day. Who is Jesus? Who is Jesus? And Jesus said to his disciples, he said to them when they were traveling and he asked them, who do people say that I am? Who do people say that I am? And you might have heard this before. And some of them said, or you're a, some people say you're Elijah or, or one of the prophets. But who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Because people still talk about Jesus in those terms. Who do you say? People still call him one of the prophets. They do. But who do you say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ. You're the Messiah. And he said, this is not revealed to you in the natural. This is revealed to you by my Father in heaven. And on this vision, on this revelation of who you am, I'm going to build the church. And so we have this vision of who Jesus is. We're created to build. And if we line ourselves up with that truth, then we'll find ourselves building something that is eternal. We'll have His agenda. And His agenda, just like those photos, is to go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. That's His agenda. Live like Jesus lived. And that's why we invest our time, we invest all of our energy, we invest everything that we've got into who Jesus is and building the church because it lasts forever. So we have the DNA, the makings of a builder within us and we have the vision of who Jesus is and it's so important that we maintain this foundation of the vision of who Jesus is so that we stay on the course. The Bible says without this vision or without vision, the people perish or the people cast off restraint. Restraint means that they separate myself for a vision or for a purpose. It's like an Olympic swimmer who gets into the pool at four o'clock every morning because they've got a vision to go to the Olympics and they want to train. And so they train every morning. They separated themselves. Most people are still in bed at four in the morning, unless you're not because you just get up early and go to work or whatever else. Maybe you've got a baby, a newborn. That's right. <laughs> you sort of lose time of the, you lose the clock when you've got a baby what time who cares but they separate themselves so we we are separate because of our vision we are separate from the things in this world we are separate with our focus we are separate with our work our work is not our work it's his work we are separate in our lifestyle we are separate in the way that we spend our energy and we spend our lives. We are vision builders. And my experience with people is that when they lose the vision of who Jesus is, they get their vision onto something else and they just build that. And it's usually just something about them because the self kicks in. And that's what happens. So I want to talk to you just about five things about vision builders. And I want to look at a passage of scripture in Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapter 22. And it's about when David comes towards the end of his reign and he hands it over to Solomon and they build, they, they make preparations and he charges them to build the temple. And what happens is David sins. David sins against God. This is previous to it. And a plague breaks out. 
David sins and a plague breaks out on all the people. And that's pretty much what sin does. Sin has a destroying kind of effect. And that's why God hates sin. And that's why He sent Jesus to get rid of sin. God doesn't hate sinners. He hates sin. And so He sent Jesus to pretty much destroy sin and death on the cross and bring us life and because of the effects of it. So anyway, David sins against God and this plague breaks out. And what the prophet comes to him and he, he says, you know, he says, go and buy this threshing floor and make a sacrifice there, make a worship God and atone for this sin and worship God in this place. And when he does that, the plague is stopped, which is very interesting and another reflection of Christ. But the plague is stopped when he worships God in this place and he buys this threshing floor. And after it, he says, this is the foundation of where I'm going to build the temple. This is the foundation and we're going to put it here. And the prophet says, do whatever is in your heart to do. And then God speaks to the prophet and he said, David is not the one to build me a temple. He has done too many, of, he's fought too many battles. He's shed too much blood in my sight. I'm going to raise up his son Solomon to build the temple. And David doesn't go, oh, I want to build the temple. Oh, that's why, why, why not me? I'm the king. He just, he just accepts what God has said and he makes preparations. He doesn't complain. He doesn't complain about what he's missing out on or what, what he could have, but he just gets on with the job of what God has called him to do and he makes preparations and ridiculous kind of preparations too. So let me read it. Chronicles, 1 Chronicles 22 verse 2. So David gave orders. Hey, see this? This is the Bible. It's going back. Old school. Paper, yes. Hope you still got one of these. If you don't, it's all right. You can have one on your iPad. So David gave orders to assemble the aliens living in Israel. From among them, he appointed stone cutters to prepare dressed stone for building the house of God. He provided a large amount of iron to make nails for the doors of the gateways and for the fittings. There's just no bunnings in these days. You just had to get iron and make nails. It just would have been a lot more work. He also provided... He provided a large amount of iron to make nails for the doors and the gateways and for the fittings and for more bronze than could be weighed. He also provided more cedar logs than could be counted for the Sidonians and the Tyrians, and I don't know if I pronounced that right, but let's just call them tyrannic kind of people, had brought large numbers of them to David. David said, my son Solomon is young and inexperienced and the house to be built for the Lord should be of great magnificence and fame and splendor in the sight of all the nations. Therefore, I will make preparations for it. So David made extensive preparations before his death. Then he called for his son Solomon and charged him to build a house for the Lord, the God of Israel. David said to Solomon, my son, I had it in my heart to build a house for the name of the Lord my God, but this word of the Lord came to me. You have shed much blood. You have fought many wars. You are not to build a house for my name because you have shed much blood on the earth in my sight. But you will have a son who will be a man of peace and rest, and I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side. His name will be Solomon, which means peace. His name means peace. It's very significant. And I will give him rest from all his enemies on every side. His name is Solomon. And I will grant Israel peace and quiet during his reign. He is the one who will build a house for my name. He will be my son and I will be his father. And I will establish the throne of his kingdom over Israel forever. Now, my son, the Lord be with you. 
And may you have success and build the house of the Lord your God as he said you would. May the Lord give you discretion and understanding when he puts you in command over Israel so that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. Then you will have success if you are careful to observe the decrees and the laws that the Lord gave to Moses for Israel. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Now, I'll just stop there for a minute because it's a long read. But the first thing I want to say to you about vision builders is that vision builders build in faith. We have this foundation, this building in faith. The Bible says that Noah believed God and he built. He believed God and he built. We're not just to believe God and and not do anything about it. That's not actually believing God. It says, Now, my son, the Lord be with you, and may you have success and build the house of the Lord your God. He said you would. May the Lord give you discretion and understanding when he puts you in command over Israel so that you may keep the law of the Lord your God. When we were doing, we were just doing a big job in Newcastle. It was awesome. And I have a playground company, and we made this playground. And it was was a lot of work. And um, when I went in to sign some contracts, the construction company, who I'm amazed at construction companies sometimes, um, they had up on their, their whiteboard, they had this. They said, success is the culmination of repeating small tasks over and over again. And you saw it when, you, when it was just written in, in large, on their large board, so that all their staff, anyone who ever walked in, saw this. And that was sort of their, their, their Mandate, success is the culmination of repeating small tasks over and over again. And they built an amazing building and we built an amazing playground in their amazing building. Um, And I would say to you this morning that faith is just doing the small things, whatever God puts in your hand, whatever you've got for the moment, and doing it again and then doing it again and then just going again to the prayer meeting and then just going again to pray and just going again to God's Word and just going again to God and believing God and then serving again in kids' church and then serving in the house and then just being faithful, just being faithful. Vision builders build in faith and they just do small things that make bigger things build. And that's a basic foundational principle that is in the planet. It's just just get a small thing. And let's just work with it and let's just build it and let's just do it again and let's do it again and again and again and again and do it again and go to church again. And, and why? Because we have a vision of who Jesus is and we just want to do something. And that's, and we'll just, well, I've got this in my hand, so I'll do this right now. And it's just about being faithful in the cafe or Tanya's been in kids' church for over 20 years. She loves it. She loves it even more now because I've got four daughters. That's right. That's my mother-in-law and I always mention her when I'm preaching. Um, and usually I come home with a bag of cookies. <laughs> it's true. But vision builders build in faith and we just do small things and we're just faithful in the moment of the day of God's word and just building in faith. And this is what pleases God and this is what causes him to just smile. So, so yeah, just 
vision builders build in faith. The second thing that I want to say to you about vision builders is that vision builders work together for God's glory. No one is just a single unit by themselves. No one has ever done anything by themselves for any, like no one has ever been successful by themselves. You know, three men got to the top of Mount Everest. It took 200 of them to get those three men there. And they weren't the three men that actually made the first attempt of that party to get to the top. The first three guys just got exhausted right near the top. They got exhausted. They got, they got near. They could see it, but they couldn't go any further. And then Edmund Hillary and Tenzing Norgay, and I don't know who the other guy is, they got up there. But there was 200 of them, and they had over two tons of equipment. But you only ever hear really about Edmund Hillary. I don't know why. Maybe he was a Kiwi. He got in there. Support of the All Blacks. That's enough of that. Linda, settle down. Edmund. But vision builders work together for God's glory. One of the most powerful things is community, where people have the same interest, they have the same heart, the same love for each other, the same unity of purpose. Before Jesus went to the cross, you know, he prayed for you. He prayed for each one of you. He prayed that you would have unity, that you would be one with him, one with the Father, and one with everyone else, the church, his people, that they would be one together. He prayed for unity. And vision builders work in this unity and they work together for God's glory. It says in verse 17, it said, Then David ordered all the leaders of Israel to help his son Solomon. He ordered them. And those leaders, they were actually Solomon's brothers and maybe sisters. I'm not sure. I don't know if you really researched that bit about the sisters, but they were definitely his brothers. He said he ordered the princes to work together to help Solomon achieve the building of the temple. And this is what vision builders do. They work together for the glory of the God. They work together, brothers and sisters, in the house of God, helping each other out. And it's just so important that we are in this together and that you just bring whatever you got to help someone get help. That's right. The vision builders work together. The third thing is that vision builders build for the next generation. That's what we're on about. It's not just about here and now. Got a heap of kids out there, little fresh ones, heaps of little freshies, little cries. So exciting. You can tell I'm a new dad again. Um, way to go. Way to go, John, Tim. Love your work. Brotherhood, fathers, good. Vision builders build for the next generation. I had this teacher at high school. I went to Henry Kendall High School a while ago. Anyone else go to Henry Kendall? Hey, way to go. Didn't know that. Jade, when I was there, this guy, this teacher, used to call me Builder. He called me Builder. That's right. No one knew why except for me. It was because my great-great-grandfather started a building company called Gervin Brothers. And when he, I think he started after the war, after the World War II, yeah. That's when he started. And his brother came out. He came out from Ireland, started this building company. His brother joined him for a while, and they built this building company. And actually, Nicole's 
grandfather worked for Gervin Brothers. There you go. This is where I'm just getting sentimental now. Um, but, but they built this building company, and then my grandfather and his generation, a couple of them took it on. Unfortunately, one of them died in a car accident, and he was quite pivotal in the way it was going. And my grandfather and my grandfather's brother, they went into ministry, which is great because I reckon I'm blessed from that. Um, and they went and they became Anglican ministers. Um, and the building company, they sold it. Uh, but they built it up and they built Henry Kendall School Hall. They built Bay Village and they built um, quite a large company and then they sold it. And the guy who bought it, he made it huge. And it was like one of the biggest building companies in Sydney um, of, of the time. So this guy used to call me Builder. And um, it's prophetic. Uh, true. Uh, it's right. Knew all about it. Um, and so they built up, they sold it, but it, it, went, it went under. Um, what happened was they, they got six months rain. And he had all these massive jobs running and they just couldn't do anything and it just destroyed um, their, their money, um, which is what happens. Um, and so it's gone. Um, and there's a bit of story, a bit of history, and there you go. But it's no longer around. And I just have a vague memory of it. Um, but it's not around anymore. Uh, what they built is gone. And what we are building for won't be gone. It won't be gone. It'll still be here. It'll be here when we're not here. And one thing that I have heard about this church in where it came from, obviously it came from Chris and Ruth, started after someone else, I think it was Mark Saundercock, started the church. Um, so Bill Pringle uh, must have had an idea one day, or someone did, down at Oxford Falls. Let's start a church on the Central Coast. You go and start it. God orchestrated it, spoke to Chris and Ruth. They're going to have this church. Uh, Bill Pringle came from New Zealand I heard a little bit of his testimony He got saved in a church um, That was started by this guy Smith Wigglesworth uh, In New Zealand He was an amazing preacher back in The late 1800s, early 1900s Phenomenal guy But it's transfer of faith And it goes from generation To generation to generation So it's so important That we're faithful And that we build and we invest In what is the next generation i mean it's it you could probably trace it all the way back to peter's first preaching the gospel somewhere someone got saved and then someone else got saved and then someone else got saved and right through for a couple of thousand years now the church and faith has been building and has been growing by people who have a vision of who jesus is and invest their lives invest everything that they got into it and so what comes after us is, is those children out there and hopefully they'll have children and more people will come in and more people will get saved. And I mean, I picked up a hitchhiker one day and dropped him off church and then someone told me about the goodness of God and here I am today. don't know how that happened, but it was God's will. And, and so faith transfers and build, vision builders, we build for the next generation and we build on a foundation that is in the spirit and is in the spiritual realm. And it's one thing that lasts through the generations is faith and the church of Jesus Christ. And that is what vision builders build for the next generation. And they build in the spirit. And David collected materials and he could, did what he could to see the next generation build the house of God. And he collected, it was over 3,000 tons of gold. Now, 
I'm just thinking, where did he get that much gold? Like, he must have just gone through and just got all the gold from everyone around him. And then it was, it was like, like a million talents, which is, again, I'm not sure, but let's just say it's more than 3,000 tons of silver. And you can't count how many logs. And then he got stone cutters. And so he put extensive work, preparation, into building the house for the next generation. And where are we engaged in our vision to build for the next generation? Because vision builders, we build not just for here, not just for me, not just for us, but we build for some beautiful children. We build for the next generation, people that are just going to come to know God. Vision builders build for the next generation. The fourth thing is that vision builders, they, they trust God. Vision builders trust God. David said to Solomon and all the princes, all the leaders, he said, he said to them in verse 18, Is not the Lord your God with you? Is not the Lord your God with you? And has he not granted you rest on every side? For he has given the inhabitants of the land into my hands. And the land is subject to the Lord and to his people. We just, we just saw a heap of photos of what God has done on every side. On the side in Russia, on the side in Lake Gajelago, out on the side, out from this place, on the side. I mean, you could just say out on the side in kids' church right now. Is not the Lord your God with you? When they went there, God was there. When they went out there, God was there. Out there, God is there. God is with you. God is with you. And vision builders, they trust God. Look at what God has done. When you, want, when, when you build a house, some of you may have been through that, you don't get Joe Blow, jack of all trades. You get a master builder. You do. And that way you can trust him because he's done it before. He's licensed. He knows all the suppliers. He knows what trades to get in. He knows to actually start with a foundation and get some concrete. He knows. And you put your trust in that master builder or in that builder to build a house because he's done it before. He knows what to do. He knows where to start. He knows where to get the materials and build the thing. And it's the same with us. We, we trust in God because he is a master builder. He is a Master builder, someone that we can trust. In Isaiah verse 28, it says, But the master God has something to say to this. Watch closely. I'm laying a foundation in Zion, a solid granite foundation, squared and true. And this is the meaning of the stone. A trusting life won't topple. So vision builders, we trust God on his provision, on what he's done before and what he's going to do in the future. We've not arrived yet. We're not finished yet. We haven't made it yet. And it's great. Because we've come through a season. One of our seasons was we were very focused on the building fund. And we wanted to build the building. Now we, we're focused. We've got, we got missions and we've got outreach in the community. And yes, we want to make this property better. But our foundation is on, on Jesus, on this trust that we have in God. Each one of us can shift our hearts to a place of trust. We will stand on this foundation and trust God to build what he's doing in us and through us for this community and beyond. But vision builders, they trust God. And in verse 18, he said, Is not the Lord your God with you? Is God with you? Is God with each one of you? And are you with God? Are you with him? So vision builders trust God. And the fifth thing is that vision builders, they focus 
on God and they have peace and rest. David's focus, a lot of his focus, which is what God called him to do, was to fight battles. And after he'd fought all those battles, Solomon inherited peace. And in a lot of ways, that's reflective of what Jesus has done for us through the cross. He's fought some battles and we inherit peace. We walk in peace. We live in peace. And what I find in people's lives is if their focus is on something else, they're not focused on God. And it's so important that we just focus our mind, our heart, our life, and align it with who God is. Otherwise, we will focus on other things. We will. It's how we're made. And we will build into those other things. If you're not focused on God, you're going to focus on this thing and that thing and this issue and this sickness and this what this person said and this financial pressure and this. We focus on God. And I've seen people focus on the things that happened to them in the past. And the, the thing is, and, and then stay there. But they're not, they're not growing. They can't think about their future. And I've tried to talk so hard, so, so graciously to some people. But what about your future? They can't even go there because their focus is so back in the past about this thing that happened. And I can't get past this thing because I cannot forgive because they won't say sorry, and it shouldn't have happened, and I don't know why it happened, but bad things happen. But if you focus on that bad thing, it sticks you in that place. But if you focus on God, you know what He, he does? He works it out for you. It's as simple as that. If you focus on God, you will get this thing. You'll get this thing called grace. That's what you get. You get grace, and you see that thing back there in a different light. You see it through the veil of love. You see it through the veil of forgiveness. You see it through different. So vision builders focus, they focus their lives on God. And Solomon stepped into this season of peace. And we are in a season of peace. Peace with God. Peace on the inside. It's not peace on the outside. There can be all kinds of wars and difficulties going on. But I'm telling you, in through all of those, if you... Have a focus on the inside. If you have a focus in your mind, if you focus yourself on God, if you stick to being faithful and keep that your your point of going to God all the time, you'll find those things will work out. You'll find they'll work out. It might take years, trust me, but they will work out. They will work out because that's what God does. He will show you ways that, that you didn't know of before. He will bring His Word alive in your heart. He will give you a song in your spirit to sing over whatever's going I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. So Solomon entered into this time of peace and his focus was on God. His focus was gone and he built. When your focus is on fighting battles, you are not going to build the house of God. You're going to build the battle. You're going to fight the battle. But if you focus on God, He will fight the battle for you. He will. He will fight the battle for you. So focus on God. You just got to zoom in on him. You just got to tune your spirit, get the dial of his spirit on your spirit. Just focus in so that it comes through clear. So he is speaking to you and you can hear him. That's right. When we're not focused on God, we'll just focus on that other stuff and build it. And one aspect, where David didn't build the temple, he was focused on the battles but he also threw that later foundation for Solomon to build on. And the thing about Solomon and David was that they went after God. They were intent about seeking him 
and focusing on him and having that in first place. Matthew Henry says this, and he spoke in an old kind of English, so bear with me. Matthew Henry, he presses that upon them which should make them zealous in it. Set your heart and soul to seek God. Place your happiness in his favor and keep your eye upon his glory. Seek him as your chief good and highest end. And this with your heart and soul. Make religion your choice and business. And then you will grudge no pains nor cost to promote the building of his sanctuary. Let but the heart be sincerely engaged for God and the head and hand, the estate and interest, and all will be cheerfully employed for him. Matthew Henry was just this amazing uh, teacher. He, he has this incredible commentary. Um, but just, just think of that. You know, when we focus on God, we just naturally want to build the house of God. We want to keep the main thing, the main thing. Can I have the band come up, please? So vision builders, we build in faith. We just remain in the small things and keep going. Vision builders work together for God's glory. We're a team we just do it together. If you're struggling and you need prayer or something, you know, there's people around you. No one needs to be isolated. Vision builders build for the next generation. We've got our eyes forward. We're looking to the future. We're looking to see where God is going to take us in ministry all around the world, in the community here, out west Lake Ajelligo. Vision builders build for the next generation. We Vision builders, we trust God, and vision builders focus on God. Come on, let's stand and pray this morning. We hope you've enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.